0: Check. Love the
1: game like All right, we're back. Morse Code Podcast, Dan Moore, Soapy Pre-App, uh, episode 35. Shout out to KD. KD, <laughs> shout out KD. Episode 35. Um, and rest in peace, Reggie Lewis. Mm-hmm. He's seven now, right? KD? Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, Do you know I, don't, I don't
2: know what the relation is. Maybe the what seven in train in,
1: in New York. Was he thirty-five in college?
2: Yeah. Thir-
1: thirty-five divided by five is seven. Mm-hmm. Now we just got to figure out where a five. He's got to figure out if that means anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, shout out KD. Big fan of the show. Um, we actually interact interact with KD on Twitter a lot lately. Us tweeting him, it's, but yeah, still, it's mostly it's, one way, but yeah, it's, it's a hundred percent one way. Mm-hmm. Um, but hopefully that construction process begins soon to turn that into a two way street. Yes. Um, I think there's some zoning issues if I mm-hmm. remember correctly. A lot of legality. Um, we'll have Brian handle the legality part of it. I, I don't want to get into anything like that right now. Too late if, in the evening. If anyone could handle that, it's Brian. And ironically, if there's one person who couldn't handle it, it would also be Brian. It's definitely so still Brian. he's definitely the man for the job, <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, but anyway, let's get right into it. I wanna, I kind of want to get right down to business tonight. So, similar, I guess, kind of uh, format to the last few episodes we've had. Um, you know, we've had guests on. We do have a great guest tonight. Interview that you know uh, we'll get to somewhat shortly. But there's still a decent amount of stuff we wanted to touch on. So at the time of recording. It's, uh, Sunday, August, what, 15, 16, 16? August 16th, August 13th. Oh, 16th. Sorry. 16th. Correct. And, uh, we got NBA playoffs starting tomorrow or today, whenever you're listening to this, um, which is awesome. Like this is just a good, all in all, this is a pretty good time to be a sports fan with all things considered. Um, yeah. you know, hockey playoffs are starting basketball. Well, technically not for nothing, the basketball playoffs, Technically started yesterday with the playing game, the Blazers and the Grizzlies. Mm-hmm. Sick game, by the way I'd agree with that I, yeah, I think that's uh, a unanimous decision there between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Um, I was curious to see how that went kind of when they talked about this playing thing at the beginning of the year i I just I don't know like a lot of people I just assumed it was going to be pelicans and someone, probably pelicans and Grizzlies, and I talked about this over the weekend on Twitter or something but Dude, if you remember when it came out, the, the Pelican schedule was like beyond cake. It was like, come on, like this is almost a little too much. And then the Grizzlies schedule, I remember, was tough for the most part. And I'm thinking like some Grizzlies games I watched over the summer. They, they played good competition and they still held their ground. Um, but no, that, that was pretty dope. I mean, Dame, we've talked about Dame on the handles a lot lately. He's just going off, dude. He's on a mission. He's just so fun to watch. And mm-hmm. some of like, some of the memes and like, um, like screen grabs and stuff of him coming out are great. Him going back and forth with skip Bayless is outstanding. I don't know if you follow that at all. Yeah. Like it's literally this 67 year old guy, like asking Damien Lillard to come kick his ass like, in the studio. <laughs> it's it's a like, not even like a it's not even like a, like a, I don't know what you want to call it. Like a media thing anymore. It's like, dude, like you're just being stupid mm-hmm. and like just being ridiculous.
2: Imagine if all the people that Skip Bayless went at just decided to whoop his ass one day, together, KD, LeBron, and
1: now Damian Lillard. I hate to say it, well, at least out of those three, I could see Dame like actually showing up at Fox Sports, not to kick his ass, but like, hey, like let's let's have a conversation about this, like men, like oh I don't yeah, you're on the show or not? Like, you've been talking a lot of shit. Like what? He's what the he's the one where do? like on the other side of it, he he's the least. Um, he
2: he's the realist. Like he's the least artificial. He's Wait, actually he's a kid pissed.
1: from uh, where's he he's from Oakland, I think, or Compton area. Yep. Like Oakland. He's, he's not someone to fuck around with. I wouldn't I wouldn't fuck with Dame. But anyway, um, I, I want to touch on this too as we go into the playoffs, like I said, tomorrow or whenever you're listening to this, Monday, August seventeenth. Um and I not to get too much into the interview we have later, but um, you know, it's with it's with um, Josiah from Dunkbait. Uh you mentioned, and again, I wasn't on the interview. Um, so we'll touch on that later, but Soap was riding uh riding solo again, did a phenomenal job. You guys were talking at some point about how this um season, this seating games and the playoffs kind of have a March Madness vibe to it. And it's really true, and it's dope. Like looking at the schedule, there's NBA playoffs games from like 1 30 p.m. to like eight or nine p.m. tomorrow. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's the format throughout the first round gonna be awesome that's gonna be sick dude that's gonna be like mm-hmm. nothing else you know we've ever seen march mad it's not march madness you know what i mean that's obviously a somewhat different dynamic with one and done and cinderellas and shit like that but i think it's been like just almost taken for granted over the last couple of weeks like we've had nba games on at noon eastern and the latest game you know there's no west coast we're about like that 10 30 lakers rockets game it's um it's cool. Like, I have probably sound like a broken record. I know we've said it a 100 times on the show, but, you know, the NBA has just done a really fantastic job with this whole thing. You know, safety concerns, the production, the scheduling. Um, it's really gotten off without a hitch. Outside of a handful of guys leaving the bubble and coming back, which at this point really hasn't really had any overlying effects. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think there were any teams that really got screwed from their players getting sick or leaving the bubble or something like that. You know, the most infamous one was probably Lou Williams and they're yeah. fine they're, they're outside right, of they one
2: win. single chicken wing incident, yeah. <laughs> which, which happens in many professions.
1: Yeah. That
2: chicken was pretty wing, much it. Forever
1: live in infamy. I
2: think it's, it's pretty cool too. I thought we had a good in, you know, a, a normal regular season where the first round of the playoffs on TNT, they market it as 40 games and 40 nights. Mm. and it's already Great you know party. a ton of ba- a ton of play up play up basketball mm. um for like you know quite a stretch but but back then it was you always had to sacrifice too so it would be typically two on either tnt or two on abc and yeah. one fucking shit ball game on on nba, NBA tv, TV. <laughs> but yep, now always but now you get to i mean granted it is during the work day but most mm-hmm. of us are working from home um, mm-hmm. so I don't know. You feel still connected to it. It's pretty sweet that, that, you know,
1: that that starts at whatever noon or one o'clock. Yeah. I then... think it's one thirty. I think tomorrow is nuggets jazz. I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, six 30, right? Perfect. I think there's six 30, like all week. Yeah. I don't know how they got that's that awesome. primetime slot. Um, there is a nine o'clock game. So the last game of the night is Mavs clippers at nine.
2: That's still fine. I mean, that's, it is, 10, but that's 30. still
1: think about it. That's weird. Like that's nine. PM local time they're playing a game
2: that much that's very rare
1: because of the first round with there only being six arenas Uh, true but i just mean in general like across the board like even like the only equivalent would be like sunday or monday night football in like new england which is local time like 8 30 kickoff which seems crazy like the older i get and the earlier i go to bed I don't think I, and I know you, your sleep schedule is vastly different than mine, um, but I really don't remember the last time I stayed up to watch a full like Monday night or Sunday night football game. They end it like midnight. Yeah. If you're lucky, which is so bizarre. And then like, depending on how good the game is, it's like, all right, like, I guess I'll just fucking go to sleep now. <laughs> it's like, if it's like a crazy game or like something you want to follow on Twitter, it's at least another hour of just post game. Oh yeah. Fandom. And then before you know it, it's time to just clock in and do it again. It's Monday. <laughs> it's going to be weird when they get to the finals
2: and they have no mm-hmm. reason to to wait that late, but they will. Put them it's going to be 8.30 or 9. You think? For sure. Yeah, I, I, don't think I definitely so. think so.
1: Oh, yeah. Why well, wouldn't it be? Because those are still the times on East Coast games anyway mm-hmm. in the finals.
2: Um, Which is weird because it's
1: like, well, <laughs> it's still it really
2: eight. 8.30 or 9 here every <laughs> <Right>. game.
1: <laughs> yep. Right. And to your point, it's like, you know, a lot of that is to do with like the, the West Coast crowds, like commute home and stuff like that. Mm, that's been eliminated for a wide number of people, so what it's kind of just do? like all right.
2: I, I didn't understand. So there was the playing game where Portland was the higher seed, so they won and they advanced. But yep. if the Grizzlies, the Grizzly would've, would've, Grizzlies would would Grizzlies would have had to win too. Yeah. So were they going to play back to back?
1: Yep, four thirty today they would have played, and then the playoffs still would have started Tuesday. tomorrow. Yeah, but they don't play till Tuesday.
2: Gotcha. Damn, that would have been fucking hell for seriously
1: for, for the Grizzlies if they'd made it. I agree, because your game planning, short term, you, you have to beat the Blazers, so you really can't focus on anything else besides the Blazers game plan. You win at 4.30. You play at 4.30 Sunday. Say the game ends at 8 p.m., now you have like a day to game plan for the number one seed in the West <laughs> to start a playoff series in like like I said, like twenty four hours. So that is crazy. I I, I don't know. I assume that def- your game plan
2: for defending use of Nurkic is the same as it is for LeBron James. So or
1: Yeah, agreed. Kuz I I I yeah, guys like you know, Kyle Kuzma, Danny Green, Nurkic, Hassan Whiteside are pretty much all in the same. Interchangeable. Uh, bucket <laughs> positionless basketball <More> fun. <laughs> exactly um so so let's uh, on that note let, let's jump into it so the official bracket came out um I guess we'll start with the Celtics series because that makes the most sense and then we talk a lot of Celtics on this show um but before we get into that I thought about this too I mean we talked about this briefly with pretty much all the Boston media Celtics specific guys we've had on on lately like John Corrales Kyle Draper uh, even like Greg Dickerson Cedric Maxwell, obviously, uh, let me hold on, spend over and pick up all those names I just dropped, but, um, kind of like our goals going into the bubble, what we're looking to see. And again, I've said this a hundred, hundred million times when we started recording the show, everything I really wanted to get out of the playing games I'm satisfied with, you know, I wanted it to be, I wanted everyone to stay healthy. I wanted to get an idea of what Kemba looks like, looks good. I mean, trending in the right direction. Mm -hmm. um but but, but, uh, what else guys like I wanted to what guys like JB and and Tatum looked like I think they've looked great Hayward's been a nice surprise and then the only other question mark was the really at the five the center position between Tice and and at the time Cantor but you know uh, Robert Williams has been playing a lot of minutes too and, and playing pretty well so I think the only real question mark going into the series from my end maybe outside of Kemba kind of off off a true minutes restriction Is just that 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 center position or that big man in general because bro, the road like the road to the finals goes through a lot of big dudes, you know, like Embiid to start, then say they win that play Toronto, you got guys like Asal and Ibaka, then say you play Milwaukee, you got the Lopez brothers, you got Giannis. Um, I don't know, would you agree? That's probably, in my opinion, it's probably the biggest concern. I don't know if concern is the right word or the biggest, you know, opportunity Mm -hmm. to get get worked on a little bit in these early games. Yeah. I think I'd say that's the biggest area of opportunity um, for the other use teams. a sales term <laughs>
2: mm. is uh, yeah. Is the center position. The only things I was looking for, for the Celtics in these games was I hoped that they, you know, when they had the ball that they scored it and when mm. they didn't have it, they prevented the other team from scoring.
1: You've always had these really like progressive, like um, like X's and O strategies. And always been one step ahead. Like when I started this podcast, I was kind of nervous to bring you on because like some of those things you say are just so radical. I, I, I assume our audience struggles to follow with some of that stuff.
2: It's tough. I know. I know you've asked for a third host to kind of serve as a buffer between me. To and like,
1: you. like hit a button that zaps you every time you say something so incredibly.
2: Uh, as an to nine, use another as basketball
1: term out of left field. <laughs> um so you never know <laughs> but no i think uh so anyway i mean the celtics they broke down i mean they stayed where they were three seed mm-hmm. fine with that i don't think that they they didn't have a chance to get the two seed anyway right mathematically in the very beginning, very small it, chance like if they went eight and zero and toronto went zero and eight or something like that <laughs> yeah like basically in the first two games they still had a chance to do it and then mm. yeah god did, like looking back though that would be so huge like to play brooklyn first round instead of Philly, yeah, damn. Well, just, like, we would have had tough, to, you know. we would have had to we'll, go we, we, against, We'll, we'll get we'll get to Brooklyn. <laughs> 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 I'll let you touch on Brooklyn in a second because I know your your boy your boy is kind of leading that squad right now. Um, <laughs> but no, re- real quick on the Philly series. I mean, the biggest thing in general, I guess, is Simmons is out. But I don't know. I mean, I've heard multiple people talk. I mean, um you know what's his name. Uh, Who's who's the backup? Shock something? Shock Milton is that his name? Shake Milton, Shake Milton. His brother Shock Milton still still in the Euro League. Um, I don't know that offense. Everyone said I mean that offense can operate at an equal if not higher level with Simmons out. Obviously they they take a lot a lot off their defense with Simmons out. So we'll see how it goes. I mean this series I'm not. Going into tonight's recording, I would say I was a little more on the nervous side. The more I follow, the more I see, the more I think about it. I'm really not. Um, I think – I don't see a sweep, but I wouldn't be surprised with Celtics in five. I think um, I think like we touched on earlier, the, the, the center position, the big man position. I think Embiid can – he has an opportunity to do whatever he wants this series. I honestly don't know how motivated he really is to – <laughs> to play, let alone mm-hmm. like play hard and win, um, and then everyone outside of that is just a bunch of question marks. You know, their shooting has gone down tremendously. Who who do you rely on? Tobias Harris and Al, Al Horford. Not not from a shooting's perspective, but just someone else you can literally trust.
2: Corkmas. giving the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I saw it today. I think a Allen Iverson is listed as out. Um, <sighs> dude, retirement. I've never seen that one. In quite I said no time. spoilers. No, it, it literally I just crossed. It. I just got the text from Alan Iverson. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm doubtful. Or no, excuse me. I'm out officially. It, verbatim, I'm not playing tomorrow. Please stop texting me. How'd you get this number? So that's- it's Also, we news. are not talking about practice. No, it don't even start me on practice. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I don't know. What What do you think about this series in general? Because I know you you said you were a bit nervous at some point. I was a bit nervous just because the Sixers have played us
2: well this year. They went three and one against us. Granted, they were, all those games were with Ben Simmons. And now the more that I yeah. think about it... Brad and they're Stevens phenomenal at home.
1: Yeah. We're phenomenal at home. Home doesn't exist anymore. Brad Stevens said...
2: And he's pretty big on, like, gassing up the other opponent. Very Belichickian of him. No matter
1: who it is, he always, like, mm-hmm. finds the the positives yeah. in them. But oh, he yeah. said... He loves the Cavaliers whenever we play him. Biggest threat <laughs> to the Celtics every time we play him.
2: He was like, um, you know, even with Ben Simmons out, I think they move the ball just as well, if not better. Oh, yeah. And, uh, like, with Ben Simmons, the ball sticks in one place. But, yeah, like you said, on the on the defensive end, like, even if the Sixers can score better without Ben Simmons, which... Maybe be true mm-hmm. the biggest thing is that he was typically defending the best player on the other end you take yep. him out of that i think it frees up kemba walker because yep. i feel like they would they likely would have put him either on kemba or tatum mm-hmm. um and kemba as much as i love him he does struggle with bigger defenders mm-hmm. and i would have to look at the numbers but i don't think he played all that well against the sixers this year mm-hmm. so without ben simmons there i think that's going to be huge and if if uh, Kemba's that much more of a threat, then that's only going to help. Um, yeah, I agree. Be more well-rounded, and with with the way that Hayward's playing going into all this, mm-hmm. um, pretty encouraged about how diversified the team is. I, I just so, yeah, I, gonna... I'd say in five, five or yeah. six Celtics.
1: I think there's going to be an opportunity for at least one player to just go off on every game. You know what I mean? Like they could double team Tatum, Brown, Kemba. In Hayward. One of them mm-hmm. is going to go off because they're going to be open. Even when they start rotating, I can see guys like Marcus Smart coming in and eating off this defense a little bit, especially when Sixers are rotating. Uh, the only thing is just the center position. I don't know what they're going to do as far as rotation goes. Um, what do you think? Who do you think is the first? Who thinks to come off the bench first between Cantor or Robert Williams? Hmm. Probably depends on, nice. on how the game's going to somewhat.
2: Yeah, it's so hard because I know Cantor is so notoriously bad on defense. But I think <laughs> I think I don't think Brad Stevens fully trusts Brad uh,
1: Robert Williams. What's his name? Robert
2: Williams fully yeah on defense either because he as, as great of a shot blocker as he is he's not like a great team defender yet. I don't think he has yeah. that uh, uh, that discipline. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think That's it's fair. gonna be like a, a case of momentum and if they if they need scoring and rebounding they'll go with Cantor. but if they need some energy
1: Mm -hmm. and i guess Mm -hmm. athleticism to match up with the sixers then it's probably going to be robert williams yeah i think this is one of those series where i just want to get in and out as as like fast as possible um which i think they can the other thing that's interesting about just the playoffs this year in general i was just thinking about earlier today is i think you know we talk all the time about really no home court advantage anymore and specifically for the sixers i mean they they you said the record, the crazy record at home, stink on the road. It also makes a difference now because, you know, in a traditional series, if you're the home team, if you're the, well, higher seed, and you have the first two games at home, and you lose one, if not both of those games, then it's like, fuck. Like, we're down 0-2 going into Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Now it's, okay, yeah, we've dropped a game, we're down 0-2, but we don't have to worry about going into another All arena. Right. You know what I mean? It it really is the closest thing to playing basketball like in a vacuum as as you possibly can. I know they have the virtual fans and fucking and you. You and I have tried that vacuum basketball. It's not as fun as you would think. It's uh, <laughs> no, it's messy. To be perfectly honest with you, uh, it's it messy look and extremely televised. clean at the same time. Very choppy. Very choppy. Um, wouldn't boy does it suck balls. What, what? <laughs> <laughs> one star would not recommend <laughs> big time on that one but no seriously it's like that's why it's like the seedings i don't think the seedings matter as much but looking through the brackets like there's a huge drop off i think between like the favorite teams and like the underdogs so like, if you look at the east like bucks and magic raptors and nets that's close to a first sure. round bound i think buys you can possibly ask for yeah. i don't know i don't i don't know how the nets are sending a Legal roster on the court. Caris LeVert is Jamal Crawford back?
2: Oh, good question. Uh, I don't think I've heard. it. It's crazy that I'm
1: even asking that. Like, like it makes a difference. <laughs> they signed Beasley, and then he had COVID, so he's not on the team anymore. <laughs> COVIDed himself. COVID <laughs> out. Um, somehow Beasley got COVID twenty before anyone else, and then he was out for a while. Chess, <laughs> not checkers. Yeah, <laughs> and then there's your boy, of course. Yeah. Right? If if there's ever speaking of opportunities, the stage is set. I if swear, B-I-G to God can get it done. Yeah, we have the we, the headlines ready to go. We just need the story to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and and kind of flash forward, not to get too much into an interview later with Josiah, but it didn't sound like he hated that headline either. <laughs> he, I, I think he was like, I'm... I'm a believer. I could see this. I'm not going to save money working. for it. Certainly no. not going to read it. But I could see it. I could yeah. see someone else reading it. Biggie Temple Smalls. Yep. Yep. Does he start?
2: On that team? Who Probably. the fuck knows? Maybe. Probably. Yeah. yeah. It's like him, I Joe would... Harris. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Jared. Jared Allen. The shot blocker with the Afro. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I, Karis Lavert. I think I'm missing one more. I mean, and then after the, that, and
1: those guys are like all decent role. Uh, Levert's a, a legit Lavert Levert player. can play. Yeah, I agree. They talk about him as like the third of the big three once um, Kyrie and KD come back. Him or Bitcoin boy. Uh, oh, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> who's the fan. He's out yeah. too. No, he's, he's, he's out, isn't he? Oh, he's out? I thought he wasn't playing this summer. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. I, I literally... I can name more people who are inactive than active on that team. Yeah. Um, but you have he, to he's play He's mining games. Bitcoin somewhere. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he's <laughs> coining his bits. Um, <laughs> so, okay. So it sounds like we're on the same page about the Celtics, uh, which is good. That'll be dope to start tomorrow. Any other series on the board that jump out to you? I know we touched briefly on the Blazers-Lakers. What are your thoughts on that one?
2: Uh, it's going to be Blazers interesting. In I thought that hot. I saw that the, the betting odds were something like, minus 500 for the Lakers, plus 800 Mm -hmm. for the Blazers. So obviously Vegas is still like – it's still the Lakers. And the Blazers essentially like what – not to steal what Josiah said, but Mm -hmm. they've had to, you know, play balls out this last two weeks just to get here. So it's kind of like – I agree. It's kind of like being down 20, making up the lead, but you never really get
1: over the hump and actually take over the lead. Yeah, I I think that could easily happen to them. And even – Nah, I'm not going to even say this because I'll sound like skip Bayless, but even even Dame in that playing game, I don't think he scored in the fourth quarter. Um, he he did what he had to do. He helped other guys out, but it's like, you know what I mean? It's almost like he kind of, uh, I don't know. I can't think of another way to say it than blew his load early. <laughs> by by kind yeah. of scoring 200 points in four games or whatever it was. And like, okay, shit, now we got to start the playoffs. <laughs> and now yeah, we're you can able only AC'd. do that
2: for so long.
1: Seriously, um, but hey, hey we'll James McCollum I mean,
2: apparently doesn't have a back.
1: Yeah, very He's backless, interesting. backless, um, spineless. Yeah. Might <laughs> yeah, but uh, but no, I will say, I mean, Nur- Nurkic has been playing well. Um, crazy fucking stat liner. I think he went like thirty and twenty-one or something like that over that game on Saturday. Mm-hmm. He he does make a difference. He's just like one of those noticeable big dudes on the court. Like yep. I just remember even watching the first quarter, he was grabbing every rebound. I think he had like seven rebounds in like five minutes or something crazy like that. Yeah. Um, but the other side of that is, I mean, the Lakers haven't been playing terribly well either. Um, you know, they just have such a weird dynamic between two superstars. And, and and really like the other outside of those two, their most high pro high profile players, Kyle Kuzma, he doesn't even start like yeah. this is a bunch of older shooters and, JaVale, you're leaning on JaVale McGee to be your rim protector. They have so many and old players, whether so active players, or inactive. Like, they're, they have players who are susceptible to COVID. Like, they just shouldn't be down there. Yeah. <laughs> they're legit old people. Playing guys Dwight basketball. Howard. Dwight Howard, Rondo. JaVale Avery McGee, Bradley, Danny yeah, I know Green. he's not down there. Yeah, yep. Danny Green's old. Jesus Christ. Who else is on that team? Kuzma, we said. Uh, Air oh, Caruso, he's, yep. he's very spry. That. Alex Caruso is hit or miss, to say the least. Um, So I don't know. I mean, but the only thing is, again, we've touched on this before on the show, it's the LeBron factor. There's, yeah, I have no scientific evidence to say they're going to lose that series. It just doesn't make sense. They could go down 3-0 and lose by 50 points every game. And I'd still be like, you know what? The Blazers are probably going to win, but... <sighs> I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. I'm not ready to put all my eggs in that basket quite yet. So the Lakers might be due. It'll go six, maybe seven. I think it'll be a competitive series. It'll be a fun series. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I can also see him come out in game one and win by 30 and in LeBron go like 35, 10 and 10. They, okay, that, that, that's right. I forgot mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that makes a lot more sense. But my apologies. Yep. My not bad. sure why I doubted you. Um, but it puts Skip Bayless in a very awkward predicament. Oh. Love shitting on LeBron. Love shitting on che- Dame. Got to choose between his two least favorite sons. He's just hoping for like a a tie every game. And then <laughs> I don't know how you resolve that one. But he might just take the week off, actually. I, I don't know what he's going to say. I think what he'll do to like divert the attention is
2: he'll just start cheering on one player
1: mm-hmm. uh, from... He'll pick some random team.
2: ass dude. Yeah. yeah. I, I think he might just go like... He's just going to be like s- sucking... I'll just say he's going to like C.J. McCollum a lot.
1: <laughs> yeah. C.J. McCollum is going to, in his eyes, he's, he's going to turn into Scottie Pippen or something like that, like overnight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that series is fun. Besides that, it's like even like – I know we did a poll on the Instagram account today and then some of the stuff on ESPN. Most of the writers, most of the experts are just picking chalk pretty much through the first round. I yeah. mean, the only – like we talked about the East. Bucks isn't a competition – Raptors, Nets isn't anything. Cool. Celtics, eh, five or six, maybe, uh, hopefully. Pacers' heat is interesting, but I really like the heat. And, and I, I've talked about them on the show before, too. The, the games I've watched them play down in the bubble, one against the Celtics, where they, they kick their ass, I think they're a good team. Like, they have really good ball movement. They're surrounded by shooters. That's um, the toughest part. Yeah. Jimmy Butler seems to have gotten his head out of his ass a little bit. He's actually kind of, kind of taking on that leadership role. Uh, I love Bam. I think he's a really good up-and-coming big man. And then, like I said, they just have a bunch of white guys who can shoot, and they're all dirty. And mm-hmm. they all look like they literally just got off like their, their dad's yacht party. Um, but they shot the lights out against Boston. And, and One of those from your I've neck seen. of the woods, Duncan Robinson. Duncan Robinson, Robinson right? Yeah, yeah, he's from New Hampshire. Shout out. Um, <laughs> shout out. Yeah, my, I think it was my barber or someone I was talking to recently. I think he played against them. Wait, the I thought guy. he was from Maine. No, I think he's from Nottingham. Oh, shit. Norwood. It's New Hampshire. Um, hey, makes sense. We yeah, shooters. I mean, that's where all the top talent comes. Shooters shoot. We got um, shooters. And then, yeah. and then on the West, it's a little better. I mean, we talked Lakers, Blazers. <sighs> Clippers, Mavs, I'm actually excited to watch. Uh, shout out Causeway Street Podcasts. Oh, we'll get to them later, but shout out Causeway Street <laughs> Podcast. I listened to their recent episode. Sean was talking a lot about the Mavs, who I like. He was getting shit on by the other guys. But I don't think the Mavs are going to win that series. But that's been a pretty fun team to watch. Uh, yeah. Luca's special. Chris That Porzingis is actually playing well, but he's just so frail. Um, and then it's like Seth Curry. But, uh, but if they can get like a, a miraculous run out of those two and get a little help, it could be a series. Um, that being said, Clippers in five. Uh, with that right now. <laughs> yeah, sweep <laughs> or loaded, sweep. dude. They they just have too many too many play too many. They have two excellent players, and then everyone else on their team is good. Mm-hmm. Like no, the players don't that's have, a good the Clippers don't have a shitty player. If if you took that roster and and somehow you got on the phone with Doc Rivers and incorporated your offensive and defensive strategy about scoring every time you get the ball. Uh, that, that's, oh, that's no, success it, we're gonna have to cut this off right here i don't need him hearing this uh trust me i don't think he is <laughs> but <laughs> but you never know so yeah they'll take that one down uh what else nuggets jazz to me that's probably the most boring series i'm really not interested in that yeah, one at all i, I never have interest right? in watching either of those two teams not really i mean nuggets and they're always in the playoffs always always jazz are just playoffs. i'm the interesting players yeah <laughs> Nuggets don't have much interesting players either. Their most interesting player is interesting, but, <laughs> but very strange. Looks like a, he looks like um, Jokic. He looks like that guy from uh, Despicable Me, Steve Carell's character. <laughs> but he lost like 300 pounds over the, over the break. Um, then they have Bull Bull. Bull Bull's been an interesting storyline. Just mm-hmm. the fact that he's a human who lives on the same planet as us, playing professional basketball, and then I don't get how Michael, he runs the break by himself the way that he does. That only takes him three sense. steps to get from yeah. one to the other. And then Michael Porter Jr. has actually been playing well. Um, off the court, whew, been a different. Been don't ask just, for
2: his opinions about anything. Anything.
1: Else. Any, don't ask about his opinions on things that people have strong opinions on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Michael Porter in a nutshell. And then. Jamal Murray, Instagram boy himself, and then Mm. a couple other dudes down there. But I think, I don't know. I guess I think the Nuggets win that series. I don't really care. And then Rockets Thunder, which is an interesting series. Mm -hmm. We talked about the Rockets on the show. We talk about James Harden on the show a lot. I think we, I don't know, kind of disrespect James Harden a little bit, but he's just such an easy target. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you and Josiah kind of touched on him a little bit uh, in the interview as well, but Russ is out. For a little bit, so I think that makes things interesting. Um, and I've heard a lot of people say like Thunder or sleeper. They're playing well. They're they're watch out for them. I just don't think the Thunder team is good. Like their roster isn't good at all. I honestly um, don't know how they got to the five the five seed. They're no. they're leaning on Chris Paul. I
2: think it was just like good coaching. The team played well together and they played hard. They were basically like the Brad Stevens Isaiah Thomas era or yeah, Brad like, Stevens like early Isaiah Thomas when it was mm-hmm. just. Him averaging like twenty, and mm-hmm. everyone else doing their role, and like yeah, probably the fifth so in the, in the East. West is is maxing out for this roster.
1: Yeah, but like the Thunder are better than the Mavericks and the Blazers, yeah. Jazz and the Suns, Suns, Sun should be in the playoffs. Suns, I think Suns would beat the Thunder in a seven game series. I think they would beat yeah the four through eight seed in the series. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. that must be frustrating. Like you went down there. So I And again, going back to the Rockets series, so I think the Rockets win that series, but I'm interested to see what James Harden does without Russell Westbrook. Like, Austin Rivers is playing fucking guard. I know he had a good game the other day, but that team is just so... I was looking at the roster earlier. You don't realize how small they are until you look at their roster on paper. Um, I think Covington plays the four. P.J. Tucker is their starting center. Mm-hmm. Like, what are we doing? Like, he's going to be in Steven Adams in New Orleans Noel, and then next round they'd go up against four or five so they'd go up against the lakers pj tucker and anthony davis that's a sweep like that's four yeah. or five games like what are we doing um anthony
2: davis would literally eat him on the court
1: and i i'm not even. Sure that's against the rules it is oh 100 is
2: you that's you've a, seen the specific rule
1: that's a quick tea big, time. <laughs> <laughs> big uh, time we're gonna have to go to
2: replay for this is a flagrant we don't know if it's one or two we don't know if it's flagrant
1: foul or uh, first degree murder. So
2: <laughs> we'll be back.
1: Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I'm interested because it's like, you know, a lot of hype around James Harden and the Rockets is they're not built for the playoffs, their style of basketball. And then there's this whole other camp saying, you know, this bubble is built for James Harden. You know, mm-hmm. he can, no pressure, no fans. This is his type of basketball. Let's see what he does. And he's played well. Let's see what he does in the seven game series. I think they can beat the Thunder. Rockets, Lakers will be a great series, I think. Uh, especially if Russ comes back too. Um, that would be a six series, but I'm curious to see what Harden does. I don't want to get into this too much. So I want to get moving on to the interview, but the only other thing in the news is uh, the new people coming into the bubble, like having mm-hmm. family and stuff like that coming into the bubble. There's some rules around it, but a part of me thinks like, like we're talking about the beginning of the show, we're giving all this praise to the NBA. They're off without a hitch virtually no positive tests in the longest time everything's working well I'd be thinking like do I even want to open this up like is this even worth the risk though I understand they're going to go through the same quarantine the same process but it's like mm-hmm. I don't know I know there's some guys who have their actual like wives and kids and shit coming down but I don't know if I'm like an NBA coach or GM or someone in upper office it's like and especially when you see all the shit that's going on with the uh major league baseball and The NFL and college football, I'd almost be like, you know what? Like, can you guys hold off like another couple months? (laughs) Like, I really Mm -hmm. don't think I want to fuck this thing up any more than we possibly could. You think, have you thought about that at all?
2: Well, it's like,
1: and I know you were invited to go down there. Um, so I don't want to screw up like your vacation or anything. Yeah, it's a sore subject because it looks like that might be in limbo now. Um, (laughs) some of these new, for anyone who doesn't
2: know, I'm. I'm really. you've only known samuel julie for 29 days (laughs) like
1: right at the point
2: well so it was him and and brad wanamaker fighting over (laughs) a spot to invite me um because i'm i'm close with both of them sure so it's just tough and uh Mm. yeah i guess they've gotten through at this point let's see the season started on july 31st but they but the bubble had been in
1: existence since what mid at least a week before that yeah
2: yeah i think yeah i want to say like july 23rd <clears throat> something like that so it is kind of sketchy to to introduce another variable to something that's been very successful so far i think mm-hmm. they'll manage it you know well enough um i'm curious to see what effect they have on the crowd noise because these people are going to be loud enough that you're going to hear individuals screaming and i wonder mm-hmm. if that's going to take away from the the product on tv i wonder if that's gonna sound almost kind of corny be because mm-hmm. you can hear just like five or
1: six uh particular people yep i don't know uh so i'm interested in that i don't i mean i'm sure those guys are stoked to get people down there um i don't even like from a fan's perspective which is like i'd be pissed if like a bunch of like basketball wives come down and fuck this whole thing up <laughs> just can't <laughs> yeah. get it right and get everyone sick mm-hmm. and then it or like someone big gets sick because now if you got like even like lou williams like we all shitted on him like i said earlier nothing really happened you know he missed a couple games the clippers are fine mm-hmm. they're rolling in the playoffs if that happens today you're missing 10 games for yeah. 10 days so it's 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 definitely a it's different. And again, I don't know how they're, I don't know exactly the logistics how they set it up in the hotel and stuff, but, but we'll see. But the good news is this playoffs time. Um, is going to be a lot of fun this first round of basketball all day. Like I said earlier, it's going to have a March Madness vibe to it. I'm excited for the Celtics and Sixers series. I might not feel as good um, if we record next and we're down like 2 0. Um, but I think I want to take tomorrow. I want to take Monday's game, and I'd like to win by like 20. Um, that would make me feel a lot better. If Sixers win by like three on like some bullshit and there's any sort of controversy like fouls or Tatum plays like shit or something, fine. If Embiid drops like 35 and 18 and they lose by like 10, then I'm going to be a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if Embiid's thought about that uh, strategy, about doing that or not. I think he's so committed to getting the hell out of there. He's probably going to try to play in his hazmat suit. Mm-hmm. He just runs in, gets six fouls on purpose, six intentional fouls, and then just <laughs> call, calls out, calls pack out a, sick. Hack a tice, <laughs> like the night before the game, the Sixers HR director just gets like a, a PTO request from Joel Embiid <laughs> for eight seventeen twenty twenty. Hey, and a half hour hours if I, personal you said if
2: i had this request in before
1: midnight you uh, said we had a 24 hour rule so sorry yeah Family i got go. it um but cool so that's enough of us Let, let's get into it so tell us a little bit soap about what we got uh for our interview today yeah real quick
2: um this was huge so i i said this on the interview and i'll say it again now because you know i was trying to gas Please. him up but i'm really really gassing us up by proxy because mm. so josiah johnson um huge uh and hilarious following on Twitter. He's mm-hmm. got a, a ton of fans uh, especially from like other guys that we follow in the NBA community. It's mm-hmm. like kind of NBA Twitter is awesome because there's a there's plenty of stats but there's also pr- plenty of comedy and just dumb memes that come from it. Mm-hmm. But um he's a he's one third of Dunk Bait which is a Yahoo Sports show and that show has 260,000 followers. And by the grace of God, if you believe in Him, which I don't, uh, <laughs> somehow we got these guys to come on the show, or we got Josiah to come on the show, out. and uh, we chopped it up for quite a while talking about the playoffs, talking about the show, how he got started. Um, I think I I asked him about the the recent James Harden versus Luca comments from Bill mm. Simmons. And then let's see if I can, I, I gave him the headlines. I gave him my top five headlines from, uh, the episode with Griff.
1: Yeah. Griff was a little rough on you.
2: Yeah, he was. Cause I thought Josiah was, I think Josiah was a little more generous, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe than he needed to be. And I get it. He was trying to flatter me. So thank you. Simmons too.
1: Not Simmons. Um, Dickerson too. With the Redskins names, he was a little hard on you. Yeah, I, I hey, don't Jesus know what's guys. going on. Like, I'm just a, a guy trying to
2: make it. And yeah, I just work here. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> and then we wrapped up with uh, a very relevant NBA topic, which was Lizzo. Mm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> forgot about getting, that. getting back to her, uh, if, if anyone, maybe I'll actually try to paste a picture into the uh, YouTube mm. video. But for anyone that's listening on the audio, look up Lizzo attends Lakers game in like December 2019 and you'll see just how ridiculous her outfit was. But not only that, she, uh, I assume she was hammered. She was sitting in the front row. She's a very popular uh, like hip hop slash R&B singer. Yeah. The outfit was scandalous. Um, Her backside was barely covered. minimal. <laughs> and, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that there were pants Very
1: provocative
2: and she was just like kind of twerking and shaking it around uh, in the front row with just like kids everywhere, mm. um, so <laughs> Dunk Bay mm. touched on it on their very first episode, and I was like, you know what, I got to bring this up. I'm curious, mm. I'm curious how how uh, Josiah would feel if the conditions of the NBA were returning was he's got to go to every game, and every game is that happening in front of him with his kids around too. Mm. So it was a it was a very uh, comprehensive comp- conversation about everything and and he was the man um i would yeah. highly highly recommend checking out the show i mentioned it in the interview but it, it comes out once a week and it's only about seven to eight minutes so if you subscribe yeah, it's perfect. To, yeah the youtube channel um it's dope it's it's hilarious it's him lejethro jenkins who's another hilarious guy on twitter um and then i believe the third guy's name is zach schwartz um either way yeah they've got a huge following so clearly they're, they're doing something right
1: and Josiah decided to uh, come and talk to us. So Yeah, super uh, dope. And, and again, I, w- I wasn't able to hop on, so Soap carries this one, but I've listened to it, um, and I told, I told you this off camera, off whatever. We've had a lot of great guests on the show. I, I think this might be my favorite conversation we've had with a guest. I think it really just um, kind of captures the vibe and pretty much everything – I or we rather were looking to do with this show once we got it started. Um, You know, it's it's mostly basketball, but to your point, like if you're a part of NBA Twitter, all that stuff, it's just like a lot of a lot of it is just comedy and just like Mm -hmm. like not teasing these guys, but like I don't know, they're they're the butt of a lot of jokes, and Josiah is the king of exposing that butt. I think (laughs) no pun intended with the Lizzo. stuff. he he and
2: Lizzo very. (laughs) very uh, proficient butt exposers. <laughs> but um, if, if you're a fan of any sports league, the NBA is the best one to be a fan of on Twitter because... 100%. So they'll get the These jokes off. guys just off. ask
1: for this shit. Like, they, they walk right into it.
2: Yeah, and then the the intermingling of NBA with hip-hop, with the rest mm-hmm. of pop culture, with uh, even the other leagues is is hilarious. Mm-hmm. And I think that most of the writers and the at least the popular... Uh, media and twitter personalities Mm
1: -hmm. they
2: talk about the nba but they they have like a diverse sense of humor if that makes sense yeah so they just fucking shit on everyone so it's hilarious so that's why like follow this follow that show that's what we're trying to do and uh Mm -hmm. i think like you said the interview that's what we were trying to get across and yeah. Yeah, thanks to thanks
1: to Josiah again for hopping on. No, it was good shit. And and it got, I mean, it was a real conversation too. Mm-hmm. Like it, it got real a little bit. I mean, he's a good dude. He's a West Coast guy, played basketball, talks about his dad playing basketball. So anyway, um, yeah, stick around for that. And uh but anything else before we transition over to Josiah. Um, if anyone's seen the recent
2: news about how concerts are being held in Europe mm. and wants to invite me, I actually would be more than for that. I don't know up. if you've seen that. Hey, real quick, it looks have you kind seen the dope? Oh yeah. I actually it's think almost that that it's fun. almost like dinner. <laughs> like having <laughs> at, dinner at a, at a restaurant
1: or at a concert rather, yeah. Um, yeah, just like a bunch of
2: four person tables that are six feet apart. Like yep. fuck it. I could still have a good time and you can still see you can still sit if you want to without it being like like you go to Fenway or something and mm. it's just shoulder to shoulder there it's Actually, like it's well if happening. you want it yeah that will never happen again but there it's basically just a bunch of fold-out chairs around a think of it as like a, a card dinner table or something like that mm-hmm. um and each table has its own platform that separates you from the next group i don't know if what uh, else do you want <laughs> if someone if drake comes calling again like he did last yeah, yeah, year yeah. and i had to turn him down yeah it will be, be a yes it.
1: yeah all right. Well, good shit, man. Let's uh, let's do this. We got playoffs starting. Life is good. And uh, let's get into Soapy's interview with Josiah. Here we go. All right. Uh, we are
2: back on the Morse Code podcast. If you guys are watching on video right now, it's just me, Soapy. Um, Dan's not here. He had to take care of... Uh, I don't know what he had to take care of, but I guess he's going to leave me to drive the show into the ground for the second time. We'll see what happens, but we got a very special guest and I don't want to waste any time. He is, um, he, well, he's got a very strong name. So I want to start with that. He's, he's at King Josiah 54 on Twitter. Um, but the name Josiah already is strong. Then he, then he just fucking killed it with the handle. So I assume when I tweeted you and you saw a Cambodian Prince coming through on the other side, Instant chemistry, like your your fingers were tingling when you uh, responded.
0: I think with anybody that tweets at me, it, when the header name is always like solid or, or attention grabbing, like I love, like you know, we just like all right, let me see. Like I knew you weren't a Nigerian prince. I know you weren't trying to get in my pockets or anything like that. So I saw it pop up. <laughs> well,
2: we'll see. I mean, depends on how this show goes. I might need to do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> anyways, um, Josiah is joining us from a very. Very uh, startup mom and pop show called Dunk Bait. They've only got about 260,000 followers on Twitter um, from Yahoo Sports. So very, you know, knowledgeable voice in the NBA and super entertaining show. Um, I think it's so it's it's Mondays, right? Every Monday you guys drop it every, an every Monday. Yeah, it's dope. I like how you guys do it with it just being it's no more than what, 10, 15 minutes.
0: We, go, we shoot for like the seven to eight minute range. Obviously, we try to optimize it for social, so it's got to be a little shorter. Yeah. It's crazy, though, because we have these, these long, like, long, great conversations, and then we got to chop them down. So
2: I know. I'm like, I, I bet those guys have to, like, leave a bit on the cutting room floor, but awesome. So, yeah, I guess, you know, without further ado, tell for any of our listeners who just woke up from a coma, which I think we do have a large coma uh, demographic that listens to this show, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got involved and, and how you guys grew the show so quick.
0: Oh, well, I mean, I was, I've done, you know, I've been in the entertainment and uh, you know, sports entertainment side for the last 15 years. So mainly on the producing behind the scenes stuff, but I kind of slowly started to, to, to come to the other side and do some more hosting and kind of spread my wings. So I produced a, a show with Yahoo and complex called uh, mostly football with Martellus Bennett back in 2018, the first 2018 season. So that show went great. We did a bunch of sketches, and I, I always kept like a great relationship with all the Yahoo people because we were working basically out of Yahoo's uh, Yahoo Sports and Studio. We were, we were technically—we were, we were complex employees. We we're working out of Yahoo Studio, so we're working with the, of the bulk of the Yahoo team. So just befriended a lot of them, hanging out all the time. You know, just shooting the shit, and everybody—you know—loving social, loving being being—you know—making jokes and putting out hot shit. So, you know, they—they they, uh, so Lejetro and Zach, you know, my boys. So they were, you know, the Jethro hit me like, yo, we're trying to, you know, do a, do a, you know, NBA Twitter theme show. I'm like, fucking brilliant. You know what I'm saying? He's like, we want to call it dunk bait. I'm just like, dog, like, and I know a lot of people don't know what that means. But like for, for Hoopers in my generation, I'm a little bit on the older side, but dunk bait is basically anybody who's, who's susceptible to getting dunked on. It's pretty, it's pretty, you know, when you hear it, you know, but it's just a yeah. term that in the basketball world doesn't really get talked about a lot. So he's like, oh yeah, we want to call it dunk bait. I'm just like, dog, I'm in, I'm, 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 I'm down. And their team over there, you know, I work with them to produce and kind of do the show. So we shoot it on Sundays normally, but uh, it's been tough with the Rona. We've been working remotely and, like, obviously doing everything from home. But when we're in the studio, I find, like, you know, you know we're three, three dudes that just like hoops, like to talk shit, like to have a good time. So those, those two dudes are great dudes to work with. I think we launched the show in, like, December. And it's been crazy because, you know, we've been kind of just slowly growing. And I think now we're close to, like, 40 episodes. we built up some – some level of fan that people are actually like, you know, fuck with the show. And it's like, it's cool for me to see that, that a lot of people that I'm close with in the NBA Twitter circle are like, you know, they watch the show and are down with it. We have them on, you know, we got, we get cool guests on so for us. It's just a great experience, man. Great opportunity.
2: Oh, it's awesome. Um, Yeah. I meant to ask you, cause I saw the first episode. <laughs> I do have a question about the first episode later. Cause you guys touched on Lizzo, which I thought was a hilarious topic, <laughs> but um, yeah, I was just like, this is this is perfect um i i was able to quickly go through pretty much all of them over the past week or so and it's uh, super entertaining so yeah highly recommend to anyone listening to this show if you like if you like hoops and yeah i guess um if if for some strange reason you don't understand the title just think of like brandon knight or sean bradley and that's pretty much what dunk bait means (laughs) Um, all right so getting getting right into it um Good time to be covering basketball. Finally, we are up and running. We, we, uh, I think we've had two weeks of basketball at this point, you know, with the eight seating games. Um, you're a Lakers fan, correct? Yeah. So let's assume that I hope that the Blazers win their playing game. If they do, how many games can the Lakers realistically <laughs> take off the Blazers? <laughs> I mean,
0: you know, look, I think everybody's making a big deal. And, look, much respect to Dame. I don't want to say anything to poke the bear or poke the fans, fan. But, you know, I think Dame is kind of, you know, he, he's wearing himself out, man. And it's hard. I mean, look, he's got the, the killer instinct and all those great, you know, those great things we like to assign up to players of his stature. But to play at that level competitively, they basically already played a playoff round these past four or five games, you know what I'm saying, because they're coming at it and approaching it differently. And the, the teams on the other end are feeding off that energy as well, obviously. 'Cause you're in a bubble, you don't have anything else to really feed off of. There's no crowd or anything like that. So it's like, look, there's still people watching this game. I can't get my ass busted. I gotta try and lock up. So but to see what Dame's done, man, it's honestly remarkable. I was a big fan of kind of the Suns and what they were doing and I just thought, yeah, you know, I felt like it's un American for the Suns to go A to no and kinda of just, you know, went out in this bubble and now get sent home. But <laughs> you know, life is fucked up, so you know, but uh I think, you know, look, the the Blazers got a good squad. I'm curious, they gotta get past the Grizzlies first, so that's not just like, you know, let's not just act like that's just going to be a shoe in but I think people are kind of overhyping it. I would give them look if it goes six games. I think that's probably a good spot. Just even you know the Lakers haven't really looked up to par and not having Rondo and Avery Bradley as much as people try to act like that's not a big deal. Those are two guys on the defensive side going up against Dame. That I think it's going to be very, very difficult because I can see this thing even going to seven maybe, and that's just just mm-hmm. what it is—the way the bubble is. No home court advantage. Every game is basically a neutral site. So really, you know, it's really now on these guys to kind of find it in themselves. To see who's going to be the best team to come out of
2: there. I would say um I think you made a really great point about the the Suns going eight and zero and still being out of luck. I feel like it's this is the first time that the NBA has had like a March Madness type feel because yeah, no no real home courts, and so I feel like in some of these instances where maybe these guys are used to playing in, in front of home crowds that were, even though there was a crowd, it wasn't the best. And it's, yeah. it's like, as soon as you come out of the tunnel, you see that the arena is going to be half full. Yeah. So maybe they, I don't know. Part of me thinks that they're a little more motivated because they're like, all right. Um, you know, every game here is on a national stage for the most part. Yeah. And um, it's now it's just, now it's just, we hoop. It doesn't matter what's going on in the background, all the attention's on us. So, it's it's really unfortunate that we're going to get deprived of the Suns and possibly the Blazers, which would be like in a March Madness sense. That would be your Cinderella story.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, I think psychologically it, it's interesting because that you mentioned that it's this thing. Everybody's like, "Oh, this is like summer league." Like, no, because even summer league now has become you know summer league going eighteen twenty thousand. Sometimes I remember Lonzo was selling out Tom, Thomas and Mac. You know, so summer league now even has kind of that game So This is more like like summer pickup ball. Like I went to UCLA. And, and in the summertime at UCLA, pickup games are intense, right? But it has more of that type of feel because while we're at home and it looks like oh, we got the virtual fans and all that shit, as a as a hooper, that doesn't really mean anything to you. It's not like you know you feed off the energy of human beings when that crowd erupts, whatever's going on, the cheering, the music, you know, all the all those different things. So they made the viewing experience great for us at home, but players out there like oh, that's just going out the window. That's why you can see a team like the Suns, and even though the Suns went eight and zero, I understand that there was a season before this that led to this moment. So that those eight wins, honestly, you know, if they would have played better initially, it's a different story. They're in the playoffs. So these games, it's really hard to kind of take anything from them. Now the playoffs are starting. We'll really see what dudes are about. But, man, this is it's, it's an interesting time, man, for the NBA. I'm just glad. Honestly, kudos to the NBA for even getting this shit off the ground because we're seeing all these other leagues and how they're fucking up. It's probably not going to be college football
2: Big until fuck spring.
0: Up. <laughs> like, major fuck-ups because when everybody heard the NBA was doing this shit, everybody heard it, right, and everybody's like, even me, I'm like, ah, oh, this shit don't sound like sending the NBA to Florida. Like, who the – like, wh- why would you go to Florida anyway in the middle of this pandemic? That's just yes. like Rona, Rona Central. So to see them do this and, and zero tests come through – and it's funny, they mention all the players. I wonder if anybody else is getting – testing positive that they're not talking about. Because mm-hmm. every week it's like, oh, the, you know, 340-whatever players that are in the bubble, zero tested positive. It's like, they're not the only motherfuckers in there. They're, they're, there's other people. So I'm curious yeah. – with the if there's what the real numbers are, but so far to, to see how they they've gone, you know, Rona Free has been awesome.
2: Yeah, so far so good, and I I definitely agree that the presentation from uh, a viewership standpoint has been great. The only issue that I have, and I don't know if um so out in you're in L.A. right? Yeah, yeah. So do you watch games on the local Lakers channel, or do you watch the national like ABC, ESPN, TNT feed?
0: Um, I watch local always like I'm, I'm straight spectrum sports. Uh, you know what I mean? Like just, you know, that, that's me. I, I love the, the hometown crew Yeah, still, you know what I'm saying? Like that, that's, that's, that's my crew. So he's, I he's hilarious. Yeah.
2: Um, so I don't know if you experienced this then, um, watching on the local, I watched the local here in, you know, I'm, I'm close to Boston. And the one thing that's kind of fucked up is at least in the first few games, there was a bunch of there was over squeaking of shoes (laughs) like excessive squeaking of shoes (laughs) and then it also sounded like it it sounded like there was uh some sort of stampede going on in my roof like it was just feet feet constantly um jumping up and down on my roof and i was like what the hell so then i turned to the national game and they had that filtered out a little more i was just curious if if you've seen any of that or seen any of that on twitter anyways
0: like, what do, you, what do you mean? Like
2: People just complaining that the sound is off for yeah. local versus national.
0: I mean, it's hard because I don't really watch the nat- – like, I'll watch the TV with the volume low too. But, uh, you yeah, know, I think to your point, like, when the, the first couple of games, it definitely did sound like they were still trying <laughs> to get the mix right and all that, which is, like, it's to be expected when you're in the bubble with all these moving parts and DJs and crowds and still trying to give that home feel with the, the, the jumbotrons. Like, having worked in production for 15 years, like, honestly – any of that shit that they're doing is amazing. Like I think people need to really like get in the crowd. Just all that stuff is so many different variables with such a limited crew. And, you know, they're doing a lot of great shit, but audio wise, I think they've kind of got it together. You know, I'm I'm starting to enjoy the the local fees more, but I'll generally watch them too with the volume a little lower because I got kids and shit and I can't keep them up. So my viewing (laughs) experience is already fucked. I'm doing like 10 things at once while the game's going on.
2: Yeah. Last thing, last thing Josiah needs is a, a stampede on his roof. So yeah i i get it (laughs) um the other thing i wanted to ask you about is just like a general non-bubble nba question how do you feel And it is kind of related to that how do you feel about um in-game music when like mid game in actual live ball they they start throwing in like hip-hop songs
0: not a i like, I've played in different environments. So I'm not a like when I write, when I do my writing, I, I have music bumping in my ears. Like I, I've talked to a lot of writers who don't do that. So I look at them like, wait, you don't like, so I'm just so used to all of that. I think as a Hooper, it's interesting. If it's the right song, it'll get you pumped <laughs> up and motivated. It's interesting that you say during the game, I think it, as long as it's at a reasonable level and there's no no profanity, I think I'm good with it. I,
2: I think it's just because, and yeah, that's a, that's a fair answer. The only place that I really notice it is, um, being kind of egregious is in Atlanta and in Brooklyn. Like I feel yeah. like in Atlanta, it could be it could be a tie game with like two minutes ago. Atlanta's got the ball, and all all of a sudden you hear like it's going down by Young Jock, yeah. just comes on out of nowhere. <laughs> like yeah. this doesn't DJ fit the, the situation.
0: Legend. But the, the Atlanta DJ goes hard. He go do what the fuck he want to do. That's Atlanta in <laughs> the nutshell. People in Atlanta do whatever the fuck they want. Like that's honestly, I'm fascinated by it because I couldn't really operate in that type of space, but. You go to Atlanta, you see all types of shit. Like,
1: that's true. I was true. Just talking
0: about this earlier with, with, with Zach and, and Legetto. Like, like literally, like, you know, the strip club is the hangout spot. Like, that's mm-hmm. where people go to, like, you know, you're going to get wings and hanging out <laughs> at the strip club. But it's not like, ooh, you're going to a strip club. Like, now it's like going to, you know, whatever, IHOP or whatever in their mind. Like, yeah. You, you know what I mean?
2: That's like meeting someone for a drink at uh, Applebee's or some shit.
0: So, like, yo, meet me And it's really like that feel like, okay, <laughs> so I'll be, I'm on my way. <laughs>
2: Uh, all right. Fair, fair. Um, you mentioned earlier that uh, I know you played at UCLA. So obviously yeah. you got your your Cali roots. You're still there now. Your dad played and was a five time all star with the Bucks. So are you did you become a Lakers fan? Just like, have you always become? A, have you always been a Lakers fan?
0: No, I was a Clippers fan growing up. I'm a LeBron fan first and foremost, so that's where the the loyalty and allegiance lies. Just so happens he's on the Lakers. Much respect to the Lakers family for embracing us and welcoming us in. But uh, yeah, I think and it's weird because people be like, oh, you can't be like you can't be a fan of a, a player over a league. It's like why? I was a player. Like I'm a fan of I'm a fan of the guys that are in the mud doing it. I don't care about the ownership. Like yeah. obviously you have teams that you're loyal to and all that good shit. But like my dad played for the Clippers when Donald Sterling was the owner. So you think I give a fuck about like
1: right. owners
0: or to me? So me, the, the Clippers represented something completely different than what you know it did to the average fan and then was just like a jersey or whatever to I me mean, it was like here's like this asshole that's like trying to you know ruin, ruin my dad's life like you know what I mean <laughs> so it's a different thing in that in that respect but clippers fan growing up even though they were fucking terrible but something about I, I enjoyed being a clippers fan then and then once you know lebron came over it was like look king james king. Like, here we you know, go with the king.
2: yeah purple and gold um do you have any like I guess allegiance left over from the Bucks?
0: I'm, I'm look the Bucks. My dad works for the Bucks now. He's a color commentator for him, yeah. two times I think two two or three times Emmy award winning color commentator. I know he'll want me to throw that in there. No so, big deal. So for me, like they retired his jersey last year. Every time we're in Milwaukee, it's just nothing but love. Great city. Like yes, yeah, so I'm a Buck fan. I, you know, I wasn't alive really when he was playing with the Bucks. I was like one or two years old. So I yeah. never really we never really went to Milwaukee. But now that he's been back, been in the city a few times. Everybody out there is cool as shit. They always open their arms to the Johnson family. So I'm fucking with the Bucks. I was looking forward to, and this is partly like the Rona, like, fucked everything up for me. Like, because <laughs> it was either going to be a Bucks Lakers finals or a Bucks Clippers finals. And either way, like, I'm getting action. Like, oh, yeah. Know, I'm getting more action in Milwaukee than LA. Like, that LA finals ticket is going to be hard as fuck to get. That Milwaukee ticket is going to be a little bit easier to get for those finals games. So, you know what I mean? I just think it would have been, been a great thing. And I feel like we were all just deprived and kind of, you know. Cheated. I mean, imagine, like, you know, I don't know if you've ever been to L.A., but L.A., like, when, when the Lakers and Clippers – like, this never happened where both teams have been, like, you know, this great. You know I mean? Both teams, like, championship contender level. The city was already fucking just, you know, down because of Kobe and everything else that's been going on. Like, it would, honestly, it would have been fucking – it would have been awesome, but it is what it is.
2: I know. And at this point, we're, we're already considering, or at least I, I've seen that the <clears throat> leagues are considering what they're going to try to do next year. And I know the NBA wants to attempt another bubble with multiple cities. You seen any of that?
0: I mean, I think I've heard kind of different stuff tossed around. And, look, honestly, I think, you know, the NBA kind of can do whatever the fuck they want. As long as, obviously, we get through the rest of the season and they handle it correctly, I wouldn't jump the gun just yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's not – like, there's still, there's still months of – we are talking about to, till October at least. So, curious to see what happens. It seems like, you know, the way that our leadership and the government has kind of shown us that we're going to be in this thing for a lot longer than we should have been. So, we'll see how they adjust to it.
2: Should be interesting. Should be interesting. But, yeah, landscape's going to be changed for a while. That's for sure. Um, Going back to, you know, the the lack of fans there, it looks like – so, what is it? After the first round of the playoffs, the guys are going to be allowed to have some family members attend?
0: I think the league came out with all these, like, rules and regulations and criteria. And I think when they get, like, one person during the game, they get, like – you know what I mean? And then, like, the rest of the – I don't, I think this is going to be where we really see what's going on. It, Cause you, you're coupling the playoffs. These dudes are already, and a lot of these guys aren't in really like big hotel rooms. I don't care. They're, they're nice hotel rooms for a three day weekend at Disney world. Right. They're not like I'm living here for three months, like <laughs> like type of rooms. But, and you know what I'm saying? I, I know like Rondo or somebody like it to a Motel 6 and got shitted on, but it's like, these guys are multimillionaires. Like even LeBron staying in the presidential suite, that's like a downgrade for him. Like, you know, for any other human, like, Oh wow. So LeBron's like, shit, this is small as fuck. Like what? <laughs> like, like this is, this is, you know what I mean. But so once those families come only in, only two they,
2: jacuzzis in here.
0: You know, like believe me, like, <laughs> like where's the hoop at? Like, you know, so, so to only have a, you know, with with the family situation, in the room. I think it's. i wonder if guys were already going a little stir crazy because they've been in there a month. You know what I mean? And that's a long ass time for anybody, especially with the way what's going on in the world, to ask anybody to do anything. So, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see. But I feel like there's gonna be like some family conflicts. We already seen like. You know, dames people and PGs people weren't really rocking with each other, and you know, I'm saying? there's just a lot of a lot of different crews who aren't really rocking with each other. And yeah. the players are cool, but it's really like the you know the, the boo or whoever that's going to really go hard and don't have nothing to lose. So,
2: <laughs> I, I saw one of the rules. Um, it, I think it basically boiled down to you could have family members, and then specifically, it's got to be someone you know. In addition to that, it's got to be someone you've known for more than 30 days. So, like, essentially, no, no Instagram thoughts, no, uh, no thoughty pippins. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I, I don't know. Like, who do you think is gonna fuck up first? I have, I have a guess. I we think you're saw, thinking the same thing.
0: We already saw the dude from the Seahawks get caught up. I don't even remember, like the rookie kid who got caught up, like trying to sneak in, trying to sneak <laughs> in the booth. You know, you already know. I think Rashawn Holmes from the Kings got that for early quarantine because he went, he crossed like the, the imaginary bubble line to go get like Postmates or some chicken wings from Uber or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, and he didn't I, even go to Magic City.
0: He he literally got the pull up and thought he could cross the line. So I think I'm <laughs> glad they worked those kicks out. I don't know, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be wild because a lot of these guys are staying in the same hotels too, right? Mm-hmm. And just to be real. Those rooms aren't, like, if, you know, you brought, like, like a, a bullet and kid or whatever, like, they're not sitting in that hotel room. Like, they're probably spending as little time as possible. So there's going to be a lot of mingling in the lobbies. I'd say there will be less fights and more, like, people that you would expect to fight are now, like, buddies walking out, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like Pat Bev and Dan's family are going to hang out and start going on, like, fishy vacations and shit like <laughs> that, like, randomly down the road because they, like, bonded.
2: Yeah, they're forced to just hang out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then it's just like after a while it's like all right well shit like <laughs> what are we mad about
2: <laughs> uh dame pg you guys want to go catch a fucking movie or something later hang out hang out at the disney dj concert <laughs> like,
0: we're playing video games and i know these guys i don't really play video games much but i know everybody can do like the wireless where they can be anywhere in the world playing against whoever but there's something about hoopers like that whole AAU feel of who's got the, the, the Xbox or the PlayStation, set it up, and, you know, two dudes in a room going at each other with oh. four or five dudes behind talking shit and whatever. I mean, oh my you can't God. replicate that feeling. But So I know that that's going on there because literally dudes don't got nothing to do.
2: Yeah, I, I assume, like, my, my co-host Dan and I were talking about this. If it wasn't for the coronavirus, which is a small, minor detail, if you took everything out and you just had these guys in a bubble for, say, like a couple weeks – It'd actually be kind of cool because yeah. it's kind of like a, an adult vacation, like hang out with all your boys, all your, uh, you know, all the guys that are your peers at this point. And then especially if you can go out, but then when you come back, it's like a college dorm situation. Like you said, just playing video games with each other. But then, yeah, there's the coronavirus. So that's not the case at all.
0: Look at the world we're in right now. Honestly, this is, it's it's fucked up to me to think that we're still not over the hump and we're, I mean, I I love basketball. I love the the distraction has been able to provide. I feel like the world needed is just a little too turned up, but it's also like, you know, there's so much shit going on that needs to be addressed. And I feel like it's not like, you know, all that stuff is still impactful, but it's, you know, it's, it's like trying to balance both worlds and deal with everything that's going on in society where it's like, I don't really, I'm watching these games now and I'm a big time LeBron Lakers fan. I just don't really give a shit if, they win or lose or whatever honestly for me it's just like as long as everybody stays healthy which we've already seen a few guys kind of go down to injury that's all I really care about I'm I, I approaching for more a hooper space like I respect these guys and know how much work and you know they have to put into being the best that they can be so to see them you know just make sure that they're healthy everybody stays safe and whatever happens beyond that like yeah us fans are all going to talk our shit whoever wins or loses but if the Lakers win like yeah I'm gonna talk some shit but I'm just gonna be more happy that everybody was okay
2: right yeah I, honestly I just Same thing. I just kind of hope that this thing goes off without a hitch. It'd be nice if, you know, me being a Celtics fan, it'd be nice if they won, but at this point, I'm just like, yeah, it's a distraction. It's it's nice to be able to watch, but at the same time, it's not like I forgot that the rest of the world, (laughs) like, life outside of those two hours still sucks right now, for most people. (laughs) It does. Sucks Um, fucking...
0: Major balls. Like, that shit is fucking – like, kudos to everybody out there grinding. Everybody that's got to still work and do all this shit through this. They can't, you know, work from home and do all the other things that are in place. Because now it's like, you know, school's about to be in session and all that other shit. It's like, shit, bro. Like, it's getting. You know, I got two kids. Like, you know, it's getting real now. Like, what – you know, they're supposed to be at, like, daycare right now. Like, what? what's really good? Like, you know what I'm saying? So.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't envy you, um, especially, like, you know, living in a metropolitan area. I'm sure that's even – even a bigger concern than it is for like the average person like me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully we figure this shit out. Um, but no. Okay. Uh, I guess going back to kind of like the, the gameplay, there's been a lot of, you know, the, the, the Cinderella stories have been awesome between Booker and Damien Lillard. I shouldn't even call Damien that because he's, he's been a known entity and fucking, known killer for years now. Yeah. But um, the the usual sp- suspects are up to their their old tricks, meaning um, Giannis, James Harden, and Luka Doncic. Um, I came across this, and I'm, I'm interested to hear your thoughts. So Bill Simmons, uh, in his latest podcast, <laughs> he said, <laughs> he's comparing uh, Luka and Harden. He said, Luka's assists are like birds, like Larry Bird's. They're not cheap assists dot, dot, dot. Not like the James Harden type of assist. Your thoughts?
0: Um, it's fun. I mean, I saw this thing tracking on Twitter and I don't, just to be <laughs> transparent, I don't fucking listen to Simmons' podcast. And, you know, more power to him to do it, but I don't really give a fuck what he has to say about basketball, you know. <laughs> so, A, like, I don't, I don't take any stock in anything that dude says. Just, I know he's, he's out of pocket a lot. He said some shit about LeBron way back in the day, like, you know, yep. I mean, like the fatherless comments and shit. So I think Totally, it's like, you know, it's a, it's a level of disrespect. And, look, I'm, I'm an L.A. guy. Harden's an L.A. guy. I love the way the Harden plays. Like, people give Harden shit because, look, there's rules established, right? So, if you understand those rules, the goal is to maximize the understanding of those rules to win the game. So, he yeah. knows how to draw fouls. He knows how to do all. But it will also bust your ass. Like, you know, dudes averaging, like, 37, you know, I think pre, pre, pre-bubble. Like, that's – I don't give a fuck about pace or whatever. These fucking shit, the analytics people want to tell me. Like, unless you drop 37 in a game, like, don't, you know – it's not an yeah. extra – there's, like, you still have to physically do that against people that are getting paid millions of dollars to stop you. So, the percentages and all that shit is awesome. At the end of the day, like, 37 is 37. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I, they'll try and quantify and tell you, like, oh, well, he does this and he just – he draws cheap fouls. It's like, well, blame the refs. Like, blame the NBA for not teaching their officials. If that's your if that's your real quip, it's not on Harden. Like, Harden's not supposed to – like, well, I'm supposed to take advantage of my skill set to get buckets. So – I hate, you know, and I, I just feel like the way, you know, what, what is a cheap assist versus a good assist? Like, somehow they don't count. So I know it was a shot, and I know, I know everybody, uh, Bill Simmons fans were like, oh, he, well, he was being complimentary of him after that. But it's, like, unnecessary. Like, Harden was minding his business not doing shit.
2: Why yeah. bring him into the mix? You, you did. He wouldn't have need to clarify it afterwards if he didn't sound like a jackass to begin with. Like, to me, <laughs> I equate it to, like, I'm. I'm not gonna say what the uh, the over or undertones are. I think people can kind of get the gist of that. Um, but it's like it's like what if uh, if Lou Will hits a game winner, uh, Bill Simmons is gonna be like, uh, yeah, I mean he should have done that. But then if JJ Barea does the same thing, it's like, well he's he's got ice water in his veins.
0: <laughs> it's like I don't wanna I don't wanna compare Bill, but it's, it's almost like the uh, Laura Ingraham the. Uh... The, yeah, whatever, like the gorilla jaw chick, like uh, <laughs> fucking uh, for, what, Fox News or whatever. But it's like the shut up and dribble, right? LeBron yeah. and KD talk about some, oh, shut up and dribble. Drew Brees says some out-of-pocket shit. And it's, oh, well, everybody deserves to have an opinion, right? And it's like this yeah,
2: is – Yeah, hey, First Amendment, freedom of speech. Yeah,
0: this is the coded language that I think we, we deal with and this what has been trying to be addressed for, these, for this long time. And you, you're talking about Bill who's saying all this shit, right, while literally like the ringers, like white employees, are literally like throwing an upheaval because there's no black people there. <laughs> now they, you know what I mean but if your white employees are literally like yo hire some fucking black people dog like I don't know like that <laughs> that's that's to me the level like oh shit like maybe I should uh, <laughs> you know what I mean but they, but to his credit he brought in some super talented people some guys I know Logan Murdoch who's elite fucking young superstar like really gonna be dominating and my buddy TD who I worked in the film with back in the day is over there and running podcasts and shit so To Bill's credit, he's brought in like, look, you know, you know, they may, they may have been whatever they're what I call white guilt hires or whatever, but you're bringing in the fucking elite of it. So now just give them the the platform and the resources to be successful. So I'm curious to see how he handles them because literally Logan's a superstar. He'd be fucking successful anywhere he goes. Same with TD. So if they thrive there and they're giving them the tools to do that, then I'll be like, all right, now fucking with you Bill. And yeah I forgive you for this shit if they're kind of left left, hung on dry then no nah, like whatever like it's, it's a fake <laughs> we, can, we can run it
2: yeah if we if we get to the same point three years from now where the that article is rewritten again and it's like all right update on the last article where there were zero black employees uh checking in with bill <laughs> bill's like ah uh, i got a couple meetings but I, i'm i'm gonna get around to that I'm going to get around to that.
0: <laughs> and this is the thing, man. I don't got no beef with Bill. And I respect everything he's been able to do with The Ringer. And I got a lot of a ton of friends over at The Ringer. They do great shit. Like, creative as fuck. Like, honestly. Yeah. Like, they're like the shit they do with the Disney musical. Uh, with the, the different songs Was literally one of the greatest things I think I've ever seen in terms of social and pop culture and, and NBA Twitter. Fucking, like, if we had NBA Twitter Oscars or Emmys, like, fucking, you know, line them up. Because they're, they're winning for that oh, shit. Oh, yeah. So for me, it's it's tough for them to be on the inside because I know they're stuck kind of in this this dual world where it's like you know what I mean like we want to see changes enacted in diversity and all this good shit, but this is our boss. So hopefully, kind of you know like I got none but love for everybody over there. And it's like, look, if Simmons wants to keep saying out of pocket shit, then you're going to get an out of pocket response from the people that you're insulting.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Um. Um. <clears throat> Flipping it to a completely different topic. Um, just with you being a Lakers slash LeBron guy. Who are the uh, who's got the three best uniforms in the league? Not including Ooh. throwbacks.
0: Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, good
2: honestly, question. I, I know. I
0: like I like the Suns, but I like I like just the for me, honestly, I got a ton of friends in Phoenix and Phoenix, I know like politically I'm not I can't rock with it, but just as a city, like great people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fucking really like I love I love value for your bucks so I'd like the real estate out there is super cheap, so I've always had, like, a, like a respect for Phoenix, with it's hot as fuck, but like Phoenix, um, that's tough, honestly, because at any moment, what they come out with, like, you know, they, I like the Nets, what they got cracking, I'm trying, uh, Clippers, I know a lot of people weren't fans of it, but I like the change they made, kind of, to become a more modern, and I, I love the, what the, like, the San Andreas one, they got the, that version, um, yeah, yeah fuck, uh... Yeah, but I say like that probably that that it's hard, man. It's fucking everybody got. I mean, honestly, there's not really a jersey in the league that I wouldn't like. Orlando Magic, obviously, I feel like is the gold standard, but that's almost like you know that's from like the early '90s pinstripe game, yeah, where they started that shit, and even the uh, the Hornets too back in the day. I think they were kind of like like the Hornets back. Oh, you know what I mean? Like and even those are the two.
2: Those are the two like starter jackets (laughs) that everyone had
0: people were dying like literally you know those were things you couldn't have as a kid growing up because there was a good chance you might get murdered for it and that's like, (laughs) this is the reality of like oh i'm what your hornet's jacket like you didn't really see it was like elusive like the hornet's jacket like not a lot it took nuts to wear the hornet's jacket yeah it was like it's like please rob me like (laughs) that's all you were saying like please
2: i luckily um i grew up in a pretty largely white upbringing and honestly not a ton of my friends were like basketball fans so i had um i had a morning turquoise jersey yeah 33 and i was like yeah i can wear this whenever i want won't be an issue <laughs> yeah, for <sure. laughs> uh and then yeah i had one of the uh, orlando starter jackets so yeah throwbacks but i was gonna say i think the lakers have one of the best jerseys in the game right now in terms of how they went back to their original yellows yeah those are fire always
0: I mean look the Lakers even being a Clippers fan growing up like just everything about the Lakers just exuded like you know they're like the Yankees and kind of some of the other spots everything just exudes fucking excellence and the way they look and just the fit it's like you don't even really want to wear a Lakers jersey because it just looks so good you know what I mean it's like yeah I just don't I don't even want to wear a Lakers jersey I don't want to get it dirty at all I just would, I wouldn't even want to <laughs> I just keep that shit in the closet just like it's beautiful I don't want to rock it but, yeah, I think, you know, their fit game is always – and even, like, the practice stuff they got now, man, It's like – like, the shit is just – as a hooper, it's like, damn, I wish I had shit like this growing up. Like, yeah. that shit is boss.
2: I think um, the, the throwbacks that they brought this year, between the Grizzlies, the Jazz – I think who else? Um, those are the first two that come to mind because they were also recently – they also recently played in a throwback game, both teams wearing those. Yeah. Those, those are crack.
0: Yeah, the Krenak. <laughs> Krenak. Honestly, man, like even like, yeah, the, like everybody's fucking the Jazz. That's why I can't really like scan the league. There's not like there's not a jersey that comes to mind that's like even Celtics. Like I would never rock a Celtics jersey, but I see you got the Larry Bird in the background. It's like it's a hot jersey. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. I understand why people would want to rock it. Like, shit, shit is baller.
2: I love the um, I, I can picture Jordan in the warmups, like his whole, his whole times with the Bulls. Um, I wish that they would kind of bring those backwards basically just a jacket and the the rip off pants yeah. I thought those are I thought those are dope
0: and looking back on it I don't understand why we use those in basketball like you know I get like you want to stay warm or whatever but it's not like you're playing in anything that resembles that it's just an interesting it's not like football guys come over with like a whole they come out in the uniform they're going to play in and warm whatever like but for some reason I get like some gyms are cold or whatever it may be but you know, it's just weird. Magic like football just came out in warm-ups, and every time they came in, they had to fucking,
2: you know, it's just it was a funny <laughs> thing to me. Um, all right. I promise you that I would ask you some dumb questions. So Let's here they come. We have, a, we have a segment on the show where um, I like to write headlines as if I work for the New York Post. Okay. I'm sure you've seen anytime that they have something on the front page, it's, it's usually like maybe not questionable, but just like ridiculous puns. Yeah. So, I, I wrote these are the five best. I wrote 22 of them for each of the oh. bubble teams, but I'm, I am narrowed it down to the five best, and I want you to rate them. Okay. Uh, and this so is for one like. One through five? Yeah. Okay. This is yeah. uh, in, in the event that any of these teams win the title. So, let's say the, um, the Pacers win the title. Who's your daddy? Solid. Solid? Okay. Solid. One through 10. What, what do you give that one?
0: I'd give it like an 8.5. 8. Okay. Only to right. say because Indiana is the Hoosier State, so I feel like if you're battling social media people with that, you know what I mean, there may be one or two other people that would come up with that same shit, but I like yeah. it. I'm just That's saying it's a, it's, a, it's a solid one. If you're first to market with it, you're good to go.
2: <laughs> Perfect. I, I'm sending the trademark out right now. Um, <laughs> Portland, if they somehow win the, uh, the playing game and then take down your Lakers on the way to a title. So Portland, I said, more like the Portland appraisers because they simply couldn't afford to lose.
0: So I'm going to give that one a zero just from the standpoint that for, in order for that one to happen, they'd have to beat the Lakers. So that's just not something we could possibly acknowledge. So, All right. No, I like it,
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if you, if you like that one, I think you're going to like this next one. Brooklyn, storied hip-hop history. Very storied hip-hop history. Brooklyn, um, if they win, Notorious B.I. Garrett Temple hits game winner to raise championship banner. <laughs> I'm
0: going to give that one like an eight. I like it, though. You liked it? I like comedy, bro. So I like, I'm, you know what I mean? I, just have, right. I would have to see it written out, but I like, I like any attempt at trying to fucking be different than whatever the mold is.
2: Okay. All right. I see this is why. you're gonna have- take
0: Gary Temple to actually do that, so that might be tough for you.
2: <laughs> I'm waiting for him to do it because I'm gonna just tweet him nonstop and be like, yo, this is your nickname now. Come on the show. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um Milwaukee, your your second team. Title favorites. <laughs> Greek freak takes them to the promised lamb.
0: What's the lamb part?
2: You know how, um, you know, those gyro sandwiches, the lamb okay, sandwiches.
0: Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to say seven, but I get it now when you explain it, but yeah, <laughs> but I rock with it.
2: All right. The
0: promised lamb, <laughs> the heroes.
2: Yeah. Y- Euro step would have been another good one, but I feel Euro, like yeah. the internet's probably got that one already.
0: I know it's pronounced or it's pronounced, but I always call them gyros just because I don't give a fuck. And that oh, just- me too but like, give me a gyro bro like, that's how it <laughs> spells like we're in america
2: fuck it doesn't matter it's going to taste the same regardless of how you yeah, pronounce it.
0: it like we can't pronounce we have to do enough trying to like change up words and shit and this word means this and it's spelled the same way and it has a different meaning it's like fuck <laughs> it feels in a shit but it's all good
2: uh this is the last one of that category philly you've heard of trust the process how about trust the bench press as Joel Embiid raises Larry O'Brien high above his head.
0: It's, it's, I think it's too many words, but I enjoy it. <laughs> it's not going to fit on the headline. That's like, that's, like, that's like, but you could put it on three papers and then just start triple for so. itself. Um,
2: I think one's the headline and the rest is like the, uh, the subheader. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. And then I told you, I, I had a question about the Lizzo incident that you guys touched on in the very first episode of dunk bait.
0: Yeah.
2: So this is back in December, which feels like fucking six years ago. And uh, we'll, we'll get you out of here on this one. Lizzo showed up to the Lakers game, very scantily clad, we'll say. Yeah. Um, and she was, it was like a Sunday game. She was twerking she was making no bones about showing exactly what she was working with so basically the uh the shirt or whatever that was supposed to covering her supposed to be covering her backside was essentially covering nothing it was a thong my question to you at king josiah 54 if you could have the nba completely back to normal but it meant that she'd be doing that one row in front of you and your kids every time you go to a game are you ever setting foot in the staple center again
0: Look, this is the thing I would say. I think Lizzo kind of made it, I think, reactionary. And I don't know. I know some people were kind of talking about weight or whatever. Like, I I didn't care about any of that shit. I don't care. It's just just butt cheeks on the seat. Like, this is a communal seat. I think we're seeing now in the wake of the Rona pandemic just how vital it is that we all don't put butt cheeks on the seat. Like, it's it's just a potential. You know, for me, it was just, like, any exposed butt. It wouldn't matter whoever it was. Like, you know what I mean? So, ooh, I don't know. What was the question again? Sorry, I'm fucking...
2: No, that's all good. Uh, So, like, let's say. Would I
0: go? So, yeah, would I go with my family? Yeah, I mean, look, to get basketball back, I don't mind it. I'm just, I would just ask, like, please, you know, like, put a napkin down, like, (laughs) booty chicks out, put a towel down, just on the physical seat. I was always like, booty chicks on the seat and, like, twerking, whatever. Go ahead and get it. Do you, boo. That's my, that's kind of my, my, my model for life. Like, do you, like,
2: you just got to bring a mini fan to the game and, and point it in her direction so that, like, because I know you said Doogie Crumbs might be on the seat. Yeah. Doogie Crumbs the Keep your crumbs.
0: Nobody talks about this, but there's 20,000 people in an arena, right? There's at least 30,000 farts that are happening in that window. That's a lot. I mean, just think about it. Everybody's farting, like, and nobody's saying anything. Like, imagine. <laughs> like, so many people have to fart, but you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like, airplanes, too. I love to, like, get one off on an airplane just because I feel like, It never really travels that far.
2: Oh, that's, that's where I'm scared because the people sitting next to me, like, I feel like they're going to know it's me or you don't care about that.
0: I mean, you know, it is what it is. You're stuck here regardless. Most of the time anyway. So it's not like sometimes it makes it smell better. So it is what it is.
2: All right, man. Well, um, I, I really appreciate your time. You've been super generous. Um, Again, just so you have the chance to properly plug the show. Tell, tell everyone, tell all the listeners um, where they can find you and where, can, where they can find the show.
0: Uh, so, King Josiah 54 on Twitter and Instagram. And then Dunkbait is at Dunkbait on Twitter, where every Monday around like 9 a.m., you know what I'm saying, give you that morning fix for the West Coast. Definitely support us. We appreciate it.
2: Yeah. Highly recommend it from here. And I, I might be, um, I don't know, I might have to figure out a way to join the show. But we'll talk about that after we finish recording. <laughs> no, all right. Uh, thanks, Josiah. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And um, we'll see you next time. We out of here, baby. We out of here, baby.
0: We out of here, baby. Swag out of hundred and climbing, baby. Yeah, life's of the dawn. Lights keep glowing. Coming in the club with that fresh shit on with something crazy on my own. And here's another hit, Barry fun.